Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host who proves you don't have to be a fanatic to be fit, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, I took a look at a topic for people who really want to exercise a little bit harder, but walking is their form of exercise and they really don't want to or not able to run. So how do you step up your walking game and burn more calories and get more metabolic results if you don't want to be if you're not able to run? That's what last week's podcast is about. So if that's a topic that interests you, check out last week's podcast. This week, as I'm recording this, we're having our first cold morning and as temperatures begin to drop and we spend more time inside, that's the precursor to cold and flu and maybe even COVID season. So that means we need to have our immune system in tip top shape. So this week I'm going to look at what are some things that you can do to improve the function of your immune system. Now, I know some people that they think, well, I took my flu shot, I'm safe, or I took my COVID shot, I'm safe. And although it seems that vaccines have become fairly controversial in the last little bit, and my advice to you is you discuss it with your healthcare provider and decide what you want to do. However, let me just explain a little bit. All the vaccine does is tell your immune system, This is the invader you're looking for. This is how you recognize it. This is how you handle it. It's just some pre-training so that the immune system is ready whenever it gets there. However, if it's a weak, ineffective immune system, it's not going to be able to amount as good of an attack whenever the virus or germ or whatever gets in your system as much as it would be able to if it were a strong and healthy immune system. So vaccine or no vaccine, you need to have your strongest, healthiest immune system. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. First thing, and you probably already know, this is just about my suggestion for everything, is exercise. Now, If any of you have ever trained for a marathon or anything like that, you realize that if you are doing extreme exercise training and you're you're really pushing yourself, that you can get run down and you're a little bit more susceptible to catching a cold or catching the flu or something like that. However, that doesn't mean that exercise is bad for you, that you need to just rest. Mild to moderate exercise on a daily basis actually stimulates your immune system. In fact, in one 12-month study of postmenopausal women, they had it divided into two groups, and they found that during the last three months of the study, so that's given plenty of time to build your immune system up, so in the last three months of the study, the people in the control group caught three times as many colds as the people in the exercise group. So that's a very big protective amount that exercise has on the body. And on the other side of that coin, they have done studies where people were just being sedentary. And and sometimes these were people that had broken a leg or whatever, and they, they were forced to do bed rest for a short period of time. And during that time that they are forced to be sedentary, the immune function drops dramatically. Now, the seems to be the amount of exercise that is recommended to improve your immune system is exercise for 
30 minutes, but less than an hour and a half and less than 80% of your maximum heart rate if you're going to go for uh, close, closer to the hour and a half. Now, most of us aren't going to be exercising at 80% of our maximum heart rate for an hour and a half, but if you get to the hour and a half and more than 80%, that's whenever it starts to have a suppressing effect on your immune system. So less than that is going to have an increasing effect on your immune system. Next thing you need to do is get a good night's sleep. Your good seven and a half to eight hours of sleep a night. And you think, well, I, I normally get that. One of the studies where they did sleep deprivation, people that normally went to bed at 10, they made them for one night stay up till three. And staying up till three caused a significant reduction in several of the different immune factors in your body. And actually, after two nights of rest, the immune system had not fully recovered from just that brief five hours of sleep deprivation in one night. They also found that after one night of sleep deprivation, and this is not a full night, this is just a little bit of sleep deprivation, your total body inflammation went up. And I've talked for a lot of times about what total body inflammation does, but one of the biggest things it does in addition to causing heart disease, is it predicts the uh, onset of type 2 diabetes. And if you become a type 2 diabetic, then it uh, causes you to have more complications from the disease. And it was interesting that people who got less than 8 hours of sleep a night on a regular basis had a 10% greater chance of dying from any cause than people who got their full eight hours of sleep a night. So in addition to it increasing your chances of getting the sniffles and snots, if you don't get your uh, full eight hours of sleep, it can cause you to have something much more serious. Now, the next thing that you need to do is get a healthy diet. And I, I've preached on here a lot about eating a good, healthy, balanced diet that has your five servings of fruits and vegetables and is high in fiber. And if you follow that, it's going to reduce your inflammation and it's going to stimulate your immune system. But if you don't follow that, then it can have an opposite effect. Um, for instance, people who are undergoing moderate to strenuous activity without having sufficient amounts of carbohydrates on board have a greater fluctuation in their immune response than people who exercise with a with sufficient carbohydrates to fuel their activity. Another one is that it's been known since about the late the early 80s that dietary sugar, so if you take in sugar, it will suppress your immune system. They took normal white blood cells out of someone and put them in a Petri dish and watched them attack the bacteria, and they were did it very quickly. Then they took gave someone sugar, and they took their white blood cells out and put them in the Petri dish, and they were very slow at attacking the bacteria if they did it at all. And it, it happened within an hour that the immune response went down. And this immune response lasted for up to five hours. So a lot of us eat a lot of sugar, have a lot of sugary snacks, have a soda. 
Um, those of you that are somewhat addicted to sodas, um, there's probably not five hours go by except when you're asleep that you don't have one, which is going to keep your immune system suppressed. The other thing that sugar does is it greatly increases your markers of inflammation. Like I was just talking about earlier, those are bad things if you have chronic inflammation. However, if you eat food that's high in fiber, fiber reduces your inflammation and foods that are high in fiber tend to stimulate your immune system. So eating a balanced diet that contains your five servings of fruits and vegetables and is low in processed sugar, getting your eight hours sleep every night and exercising 30 minutes a day, moderate exercise, seems to be three of the best ways to promote immune health and to make sure that you stay healthy this winter. Now, some of you are thinking, well, you didn't even mention all of the supplements that are available to help you boost your immune system. Well, first, there are so many of them that would be enough for several more podcasts. And the evidence for the supplementation is much weaker than the evidence for maintaining your health by eating a good diet, getting your sleep, and getting your exercise. And if you do those things, it will boost your immune system and that will make your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.